Here at the Cat Scare Podcast, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Anchor, an all-in-one podcasting platform, which is easy to use, free to use, and gives you all the tools you need to be successful in your podcasting venture. But Campbell, how can I use Anchor? Well, it's very simple. You go to anchor.com, brought to you by Spotify. You sign up with an email. You can upload your own existing tracks that you recorded, or you could do it on your phone. You could have songs from Spotify, because trust me, music is a big thing. Like blasting your eardrums out. (laughs) So, Anchor. If you're starting out in podcasts, it's the only way to go. One simple step shoots you to all the biggest podcatchers out there in, in the internet land. So, what do you think, Michael? I think it sounds pretty good. I think so, too. You want to do a podcast about scary movies or movies that scare you? No, that sounds boring. It is kind of of boring. You could have one about revenge, though, right? That sounds pretty interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, check out Anchor, people. It's an easy way to start your podcasting dreams uh, and nightmares. Good night. Hey there, young girl. Ah! Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to spook you there. Oh, sorry. My name's Samuel Mullins from the Samuel Mullins Doll Company. Okay. I create the most disturbing and weird-looking porcelain dolls you've ever seen. I like dolls. You do? What's your favorite features of a doll? I like it when they cry and poop. <laughs> oh, I have those dolls, kind of. Um, I would like to introduce you to my three favorite lines. The Polly Pocket Doll, um, Mandy Matinka Doll, and Annabelle the Evil Curse Doll. What? What was that? Uh, you talking about Polly or Mandy or... No, 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 the last one. Oh, oh, Annabelle. The Evil Curse Doll. Doll. Yeah, I want, I want that one. Okay, um, well, you said... you. What were the things you liked? I like it when they cry. Okay, okay. Annabelle doesn't cry, but shrieks of terror are heard when a dorny demon is attacking you. I like it when they poop. She she doesn't poop, but she will litter your hallway with signs of "Come find me," and then eventually you'll find and 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 it'll, you'll wait three seconds, and then she'll jump out and get you. That sounds fun. Yeah, I like hide and seek. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um. Uh, she requires only a soul. So so you would have to give that up. My mom might have one. Your mom probably does. Um, oh, okay. Uh, well, um, Annabelle, uh, she's very funny. She likes to play lots of games. Um, she, once again, is accompanied by a horny demon. And, and not that... The demon's horny. It's got horns, and is its bloodlust is unquenchable. I'll take it. All right, that be. I need that doll. Okay, 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 okay. Here. Um. Uh, first, let me prick your finger. Okay. Now, now I'm gonna prick mine, and then we put it together, and I'm free. I'm free from this cursed curse. Thank you so much. Um, maybe one day we'll make a movie uh, called Annabelle Creation that's made in 2017 and the Cat Scare Podcast will do it, but I'm free. Okay, I'm going to go inside with my new doll now. Okay, good luck. Good luck. She's going to be so murdered. Damn Samuel Mullins, you did it again, you cocksucker. <laughs> I didn't stop it. Cat Scare. Welcome to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And tonight we're talking about 2017's Annabelle Creation. The only good Conjuring series movie that I've seen. Spoiler alert. It's okay. No, it really is. It actually is a very, very uh, good and invented Conjuring Universe movie. And I, I, it's my favorite one of the series, for sure. Um, 
we were going to do uh, exorcism of Emily Rose, but we here at the at the Cat Scare podcast, we don't like to spend money. Um, and we generally go for what's easiest to find. And we did <laughs> battle over whether or not we we're going to do creation or exorcism of Emily Rose after we did um, the the devil made me do it. Um, and so we decided let's do creation. It actually is a Conjuring movie that has some legs on it. That actually has some scares. That has some creativity. Yeah. Um, and uh, plays with the formula. Now, now this is a jump scare heavy movie, like all the other Conjuring movies. Um, but this actually has a, a decent plot. It's got a really cool aesthetic. Um, and once again, dolls creep me the fuck out. I, were there a lot of jump scares in this movie? I feel like there were. I feel like this was like a playground of horror. I mean, it was definitely it pretty. I'm really kind of struggling to think what actually makes this movie special from the others. Because when I think about it, it's like, same as The Conjuring, they put you in a house. And they're just like, spooky stuff's going to happen in this house. And spooky stuff happens. But like, what makes this movie special? Why, when we rewatched The Conjuring, I was like, man... That kind of sucked. Yeah, and, and it did. And, it, 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 and maybe it maybe it's because of the characters that I didn't care for, and and how like knowing the true story of Ed and Lorraine Warren uh, as charlatan shysters that stole money and and hijacked people's grief for fame. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, maybe that's part of the reason why I generally give those movies a little bit more of a critical eye. But with Annabelle, number one, great idea. Creepy doll. I mean, the creepiest doll ever made. Um, you know, Child's Play was great because, you know, they had a, uh, you know, those were popular dolls in the 80s, and they made this doll come to life with a personality. But this is a doll that is quite stationary, yet it, brings about dread you see annabelle in that case or outside of the case you know shit's gonna happen well it's because it's like annabelle the doll doesn't emote at all no no the the doll doesn't do anything but you know with that doll comes evil yeah and 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 there's something to be said about the demon that inhabits annabelle that is different from the other Conjuring villains. You know, number one, they don't look like Juggalos uh, dressed in clown makeup. Um, or, well, well, I mean, the, the, the demon's a little rough. The, I know, but the demon... Okay, this, so this, the this only is not thing, some insidious demon. No, it's not no it's not lipstick face demon or, or like a cross dressing demon like in all those other ones. But it's there's some this this demon it may not be like because he is very slight. You know, he's not like sometimes I want my demons to be like fucking rock jacked. You know, like <laughs> like fucking I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger as a demon. Oh, I'm a demon. Um but this guy he's very very slight, wiry, I would even say. Um, he has a dancer's body. <laughs> it just looks... I mean, we'll, <laughs> we'll get there, but the the demon is just like... The the demon is actually the silliest part of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he comes on, he looks like a guy in makeup. If anybody's ever, if anybody's ever watched Community, uh, they'll remember how... Um, well, now I can't remember his name, the Spanish teacher, Senior Chang. Uh, <laughs> what? I haven't seen it, the Senior oh, Chang. Oh, yeah. Well, if you haven't watched Community, go watch it. Hilarious show. Six seasons of brilliance. Um, but uh, six seasons in a movie. But uh, Senior Chang does blackface. Oh god! And, and that's that's about what this devil looks like. He is he is the blackface devil, um, <laughs> and he vamps uh, one time, which cracks me up. Um, but there's something to be said about a movie that that introduces you to young characters uh, that are going to end up in a very treacherous situation um, uh, against forces they have no no idea how to stop. Um, 
I think the orphan idea was real good because you automatically are invested and you back kids without parents. Well, I think one of the things like that, problem child that does make this so well because I mean that at this point this is all original story, right? Yeah, this yeah, all, yeah. This all made up the con the Conjuring movies at least were tied to some kind of case that yeah. they the Warrens did. But so with that, with it being an original story, none of these characters necessarily have to survive. Yeah, none of them have to make it out. Uh, unless they're mentioned in another movie, but yeah. uh, there there was a feeling that anything could happen. Uh, that because of the circumstances, the ghost seemed more aggressive. Uh, and there were deaths in it, this and one. It was, yeah, there, there were deaths and some crazy deaths. Too. Yeah, and like actual some some pretty pretty R rated gore in some of it. You know, like it, it wasn't like the gory. And now, granted, it is R rated. Like all Conjuring movies, they're R rated uh, for terror. But it's like, <laughs> I mean, the, Come on. the Conjuring one might as well be PG thirteen. I mean, that's so. Conjuring two, Devil made me do it. The Nun. The most violent of the series is Annabelle and Annabelle Creation. Uh, Comes Home is is very accessible horror for people. Um, still have, I still haven't watched. I it. highly recommend it. It's one once again the le- this leg of the Conjuring series is the best part of the Conjuring series, in my opinion. I, I love I, I Annabelle's kind of slow. And there's some really regrettable things about, like, a black person sacrificing themselves for a white woman. <laughs> what? At the end, maybe, that I have I have a lot of... A lot of hard feelings about. But it's okay. The second, this one, Creation, was really good. Great. And if I'm not going to say, it is... I actually really love this movie. I watch it... More than I cared of, like, admit. Then Comes Home is still... It's a lot of fun. It's a fun horror movie. Annabelle's not necessarily the center of it in the third one. But she comes home. But she comes home. She comes home. She said, she did try. I like your doll. I like your doll. Your doll's very nice. Oh, uh, I didn't say this one. I... This is only my second time watching it. I watched it in theaters when it came out because I had heard the first one was really bad, but then suddenly this one came out and it had really good reviews, uh, or at least decent. Uh, yeah. I know it was a lot more than the first Annabelle, and so I was looking to watch a horror movie, and so me and Shauna went, uh, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife. Oh, well, since she's been on the air... I think you're able to say just Shauna now, so the fans know. I, I like to be accessible. That's to true. Everybody. Yeah, yeah. The, what a, everybody's every podcast is everybody's first podcast. That's right. <laughs> Anyways, we, yeah, we went and watched it in theaters, and I remember thinking that was really good. That was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. Compared, e- even at that time, the first Conjuring was just kind of okay to me. Yeah. It, it's just, if anything, it's just okay. Yeah. All of it, all of it has just been okay. But the problem is, these movies make a shit ton of money. Uh, you know, they cost relatively nothing. Uh, the budget of this one was fifteen million, and it the box office gross for this thing was three hundred and eight point five million dollars. Just insane. Insane. And that's not even that's like a drop in the water. Like like this. This, say, this is a this is a side. Uh, side series. Yeah. This isn't even the main thing. Like these are these are damn. Um, think about all the Marvel movies that are successful with that amount of money. Their budget is ballooned. I mean, like that budget is huge. Like th- these are some of the most highly profitable properties. Yeah, I mean, if Disney bought Warner Brothers, basically they would own all of media. So. Um, Does Warner Brothers have a, a theme park? Uh, I think there's Six Flags. Is that is it Six Flags? Yeah, I think Six Flags is you part know, of it. The WWB. <laughs> they should. 
They should do some like conjuring ride. Should yeah, they have like a haunted mansion? But you know, Universal stuff? does like a, a haunting a haunted thing every year. They do like like last year they did Silent Hill or whatever, which is really where you like go in there and all of a sudden it like changes and all that stuff. They should do that with like yeah, wouldn't that be fucking awesome? <laughs> I would love to go to that. <laughs> um, but like they could do that stuff with these properties. They have it. They have this. They have they have. Hobbs and Shaw and all those other stuff. They got a lot of cool properties. Isn't Harry Potter Warner Brothers too? No, no, that's Universal. That's Universal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they have their own Which, wizardy I've world. been to Universal. Th- that Harry Potter ride is one of the best rides really? I've ever been on. I don't know what the best ride I've ever been on. I know we're this is a diatribe. We're like going into a cul-de-sac of other random shit. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but look, like probably my favorite ride ever is the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. There's something about that ride I love. But that's my favorite ride. I, I don't like things that just drop. I'm a dropper. I, I don't like the drops. I like it. I like it hot and it drops. <laughs> <laughs> um, back oh, to the movie. Back to the movie. All right. So I guess the one thing we need to know now is what happened in the movie. Right, Michael? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Michael's favorite thing, the plot via Wikipedia. I feel like when I get called on to read in school, it's like, oh, oh man, uh, I'm afraid I'm going to mess up a word. See, I never really worry about that. I like reading. I like reading out loud. I don't like reading in real life. I, I can't read. <laughs> I can't read. All right. So, our story begins with a doll maker named Samuel Mullins and his wife, Esther, as they grieve... For the loss of their seven-year-old daughter Annabelle, nicknamed B. Yeah, a their little busy B. <laughs> busy uh, B. Who dies when she accidentally steps in front of a car? Yeah, busy B, bumper to bumper. Um, go ahead. The this was my sister's first time watching this, and she was like, "Oh, she's gonna get run over, ain't she?" Oh, that bitch gonna like, get run over, right? <laughs> like before they were even at that part. Oh yeah. I mean there's no no way, number one, that that, that child was not gonna get run over. Yeah. And like another thing about the movie, like that would have been like in the forties probably. Right? Uh yeah, yeah probably. Like Something what's like the deal with women in gloves at church? That was like the only I like I'm like, oh this is a pretty cool little they do a really cool camera swoop over the church. Yeah. And then I'm like, that's a really cool... What the fuck is up with these gloves? And there's all these women wearing just white gloves. It's like, was that like too forward if they saw your hands in church? I think that was just part of the style, especially... I don't know where it takes place, but maybe it's a colder place. Oh, I didn't know if it was like, ooh, girl, let me see you take off them gloves. I don't think so. Mm. Well, made out so they could take it off and yeah. slap you in the face with it. Yeah, but, mm, girl, you better not take sacrament like that. Mm. <laughs> mm. Jesus don't want to see them hands. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Back to it. Twelve years later, the Mullins opened their home to provide shelter for Sister Charlotte and six girls left homeless by the closing of their orphanage. Despite having been warned to avoid B's locked bedroom, Janice, a young orphan dis- disabled by polio. Or I like to say in Spanish, polio. Go ahead. <laughs> You know what? You know what? Maybe, maybe I'll just let that sit there a Get, minute for, the, for that, the audience. The hanging fruit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Janice discovers a note saying "Find me," and sneaks into the room, which has mysteriously become unlocked. She finds a key for B's closet and opens it, where she sees an eerie porcelain doll. This unwilling, unwittingly releases a powerful demon that begins to terrorize the girls. He thought, let me put my black makeup on. I'm going to scare these bitches. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Maybe I'll just let that sit, too. Let's sit. Let that sit. I don't want you to like queer eye from sake. All right, go ahead. <laughs> One night, the demon taking B's form appears to Janice, saying that it wants her soul. Give me your soul! Although she attempts to get away using a stairlift, the demon recalls the stairlift and hurls her violently down to the ground floor. Which is quite brutal. Like, I felt real bad for that girl. 
leaving her severely injured and confined to a wheelchair. I mean, that that's like what I was saying. They didn't feel safe. No, no, and, and like, that was the, I think that was one of the, as soon as that door opens up to that room, like, the whole atmosphere of that house changes. Yeah. And that was a set, by the way. They built that. Yeah. Which I think is a fucking amazing. Once again, like, the Home Alone set. Home Alone, that whole thing was a set. Go ahead. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was. It was really cool. Um, let's see, where... Uh, one morning. Oh, yeah. All right. No. Oh. Janice's best friend, Linda, is tormented by the demon. One morning, the demon, posing as Sister Charlotte, wheels Janice into the old barn, where, in the form of B, it attacks and possesses her after throwing up black bile directly into Janice's mouth. Which is a conjuring mm-hmm. one thing, yeah. Which is also an evil dead thing. Yeah. yeah. It all it all comes back. It all comes back, Sam <clears throat> Raimi. Linda notices changes in Janice's behavior and t- tells Samuel that Janice snuck into B's room and found the doll. Samuel trusts Linda. Janice, who can now walk, transforms into the demon and brutally kills Samuel, who follows her while holding a crucifix, forcing him to drop it. Uh, that that the that breaking was, of the fingers that yeah. was crazy yeah yeah like uh, very painful anything any type of finger violence I don't like I do maybe w- maybe you should have wore those gloves I do wish I wish uh, Samuel had some better screams because they they do the whole like cut away don't show it to you I wanna I wanna hear the pain you know I wish I wish Samuel Mullins uh wasn't walking around like a murderer. Like, like he's supposed to be like this loving father, and that's the whole reason they brought these girls in. Yet he's stalking around and acting very aloof to these girls. Um, you know, maybe it's because they're Catholics and kids; they're worried about that. But, um, but um, <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> I just that was the one thing I was like, why isn't he more loving to these kids? Like, I feel like it would have endeared me more to him and cared about his death more. Yeah, you feel me? Like he—he he just was like, "Don't go in the room." My wife's bedridden for some reason, by getting her <laughs> eye ripped out. I mean, she could have just—she could have just worn an eye patch. She could have had polio. Let that hang. Yeah. Let it hang there. Outside, Sister Charlotte <laughs> hears his screams and is horrified <laughs> to find him. <laughs> was that how he sounded? <laughs> The fingers! <laughs> Damn devil broke my fingers! <laughs> the devil made me... The devil made me do... <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, Linda takes Janice's doll and throws it into the well. A strange noise comes from the well, and she is almost dragged into it, but Sister Charlotte saves her. Alarmed, Sister Charlotte speaks with the disfigured Esther, who is confined to her bedroom. Esther explains that after B's death, they prayed to whatever entity would grant their wish to see their daughter again. An unknown entity answered their prayer, and though they briefly saw B's spirit, the entity convinced them to transfer its essence into one of Samuel's crafted dolls. They happily agreed, but soon realized they had attracted a demon looking for a human host. One night, Esther saw B's spirit transforming into the demon, which then gouged out her eye. Yeah, that was a weird transformation scene, like, because B got all, like, stretched and tall. Yeah. So, that I, I, I was a really cool, cool part. Enlisting the help of priests to bless the house, they locked the doll in B's closet. Esther and Samuel opened their house as a shelter to repent their actions. But Esther now regrets it since this has provided an opportunity for the demon to look for a human host. The demon murders Esther, uh, just slices her in half. Uh, I imagine it was like ripping a band-aid off. Like he was just like... And then like pinned her up with crosses. That was even worse. (laughs) That was pretty fucked up shit. The demon murders Esther and attacks Sister Charlotte. The orphans leave the house, but Linda is trapped and hides in B's room as a possessed Janice tries to stab her. Sister Charlotte locks Janice 
and the doll inside the closet. The next day, police arrive to search the house and only find the doll, which they remove as evidence. Uh, Sister Charlotte, Linda, and the orphans are escorted away by officers while Janice escapes through a hole in the closet and re- relocates to an orphanage in Santa Monica. That's the song. Go ahead. Still possessed, she becomes reclusive and recalls herself Annabelle. The Higgins family soon adopt Annabelle. Uh, Twelve years later, a grown-up Annabelle murders her adoptive parents. Yeah, the cycle of violence continues. That's the end of the movie. Leading straight into... Annabelle the first. The first one. Yeah, Annabelle verse one. Um, so... The movie starts out uh, us showing how great of a doll maker Mullins is and how great of a parent he is. You know, Annabelle likes to play little games like, come find me. And he's like, I'm a greatest dad alive. Let me go find her. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and so, like, you get to see kind of like when poor B gets run over by uh, a truck that this is the reason why these parents have grieved. You know, they, they are they are downtrodden and don't know where to turn, so they turn to the whatever. I, I don't know how you do it, but like, dear whoever. Okay. I mean, they, they're just like, Give me my daughter back. Whoever is listening. I love, you know, whether, whether it's... I love when they're like doing the talk and the flashback, and like, she's like, we've soon found out that it wasn't B at all. It was... Something more demonic, and there's like a she looks in the mirror and sees Bigo. Oh no, she's looking back and she sees Bigo. And looks in the mirror and it's like demons like, <laughs> and then like runs away. <laughs> it's like I'm like that thing's like seven feet tall. Why is it down there? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no mirrors. It's actually like you know, like when you try to act like a little kid, you get on your knees yeah. and just like walk yeah, on yeah. your knees. I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, no, like, uh, it's a good start because, like, once again, it, like, tugs at your heartstrings. Like, you're like, oh, no, what a tragedy, okay? Then you fast forward to um, a dusty road, a bus, and six orphans, uh, a woman in a habit, and um, a creepy priest driving, right? Is that what it was? I think so. So, um... You briefly get to see the two main characters that we're going to follow, which is Janice and Linda. Yep. Uh, played by, uh, what's that? T- T- Talia Bateman? Talitha Bateman. Yeah, which was fantastic. I thought she was very, very good. Um, and Lulu Wilson, who is, she's got a lot of horror cred already in her young age. She was in Ouija, Origins of Evil, this one, and she was in a recent movie with actually... Um, Fuck, what's his name? Um, I can't. He he plays in all those Adam Sandler movies. He's the the fat guy that was in like um, King of Queens. Ke- Kevin. Oh wait, not Kevin. Yeah, what? you're right, Kevin. Kevin. Anyway, I can't think. I can't think of his name. All I can think of the is king Kevin that is of Queens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, she's it's like a, a home invasion horror film, and she's a teenager now. And he's actually, like, the head of this gang. And it's really good. I just can't think of the motherfucker's name. Um, but the King of Queens. But she's got a lot of cred. But she's such a good little actress. Like, she... All of them display... And honestly, all these people are very good actors and actresses. Yeah, everybody um, does a really good job. Really good this. job. Like, I have no complaints. This is, like, the first Conjuring movie where, like, there hasn't been, like, one or two people. I'm like, ugh. Like, everybody in this, even down to the, the one orphan that really doesn't get much, they all are very the, good. The one black girl that's like, why are you here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do not play a part in this movie at all. She's like, I say one line. Like, at least the older girls, have, they have their own little moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a scare, and they, the they oldest... figure out something. But then, like, they, they have two girls. Uh, let me see if I can find them on here yeah grace and yeah grace and oh friggin a 
All I know, no, Ka- Carol and Nancy are the ones that are the, the older, the older ones. ones. Carol being the hottest of the girls. But well, she definitely is... I'm pretty sure they're... No, she's they're aged underage. out, bro. She's aged <laughs> out of orphanage. She shouldn't even be there. That girl's definitely 18. Like, if you're 18 and you're still an orphan, guess what? No parents for you. Oh, I can't. I can't see their name, or I, I can't tell which ones, which on this list. But there are two girls, the bullies, uh, the meanies. That there, there's like a, a little, little white one, a little brown one. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, little white one, little brown one. That's that's a that's a a new. Uh, that's gonna be a split off movie, um, where they like go and hunt ghosts themselves. Little white one, little brown and one, they... starring the light and brown one, and they. I don't know their names, but they have absolutely no point in being in this movie. At one point in time, the little white one I thought was Lulu Wilson. I was like, that. I was like, well, wait, she's in the other room. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's just a white girl. <laughs> that's just another <laughs> white girl, a little white girl. Um, but, like, you get to see the closeness of Janice and Linda. That that's They're by far the, the two main characters. Oh, yeah. And then Sister Charlotte's up there, too, a little bit. Um, Sister Charlotte is... Um, uh, she is careful with your words. She is. I'm trying to think of my words here. <laughs> <laughs> Sister Charlotte doesn't pay attention much. I don't know how to explain. It. Like she is not very observant because, like, there is some shit going on all around you, woman, and you have yet to. I mean, like, if you are spiritual, okay, if you are a religious person, like, you should be seeing some of these signs, like that things are going wrong. Um, but she's very, like, flippant about it. I don't know how to explain it. But I feel like she's... Well, I, I like how whenever... Um, whenever uh, Samuel... You know, when he, whenever he's killed, and they, they have the... They're taking his body away, the girls are all like, we need to get out of here. <laughs> and she's like... Demon. And she's like... Look, I know there's a demon, but there's nowhere else for us to go. Yeah, where are we going to go? We're, we're just going to have to make nice with the demon. Yeah, we're going to have to befriend the demon. The demon's <laughs> going to have to be the new Mr. Mullins. He's The demon's going to be our lovers. Like, we're going to love this demon, okay? He's our friend. Um, so this, I, th- I think that was actually I think that was actually a Simpsons joke. Probably. They, they had like a... I mean, Simpsons has always done everything first. Simpsons, they do everything. Yeah. Uh, South Park even knew that. Um, they, uh, I think they had one of their Trials of Horrors where, like, they, they're at, like, a haunted house, and the house wants them to leave, and they're, they're like, well, we're not leaving, so you're just gonna have to deal with us, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the house just like, oh, oh let me think about that, me... and then the house destroys itself. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a Poltergeist, uh, episode, I would All think, right. that seems like a, it probably imploded on itself. Yeah. Um, so, okay, things I like about this movie. Number one, camera work, cinematography. Very, very cool. There's a lot of fluidity and movement. It's always going. There's always something happening. There's always something in the background. It moves at a speedy pace. Um, when, when As soon as Janice opens up that door to B's room... Like, that's where you get some of the coolest stuff done. Like, um, she finds the key, unlocks the door, sees Annabelle. Um, as soon as, like, that happens, that, like, immediately starts opening up the activity. The door creaks back open. She shuts the door, creaks back open. She throws a cover over Annabelle. And then the cool, my favorite part is when the Annabelle stands up with the sheet over her. <laughs> and like starts walking towards Janice. Janice turns around and sees it, and then it does the invisible man thing, where like you see the feet pull the sheet down, and then there's nothing there. Yeah. So like really, there's some really cool things they they play with those creepy weird ass puppets. You know, remember those, the little hand puppets. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They They're play like with Jester that. Puppets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about those things that creep me the fuck out. And so like they they use that to their advantage it's just playing with itself and she's like who is that and pulls it off and it's nobody um there's just some really really good frights in that room well they i mean the conjuring movies in general have all had good cinematography uh and good camera work it's all 
e- even if at the at their worst, they're just kind of, you know, it's it passes middling horrible. Yeah, middling horror. But, you know, at its best, they they always have their moments. Yeah, they do. They do something creative. They do, uh, you know, something very effective. The, and they, this movie just does it a lot more than the other ones. There's just some really neat ideas. Now, you know, it is really a like cauldron of ideas. Um, the director, um, what was his name? David Sandberg. David F. Sandberg. Uh, yeah. David F. Sandberg. He directed the movie Lights Out. Um, which is a 2013 horror movie, which was a original, oh, sorry, 2016 horror movie. But in 2013, he made the short for it, which turned into. Oh, see, I didn't realize that. I knew Lights Out was based on the short movie, short horror movie. Mm. I didn't realize that was his. Like, he yeah. made the short movie and then made, made the, the movie. real one. It's kind of like how, like. Because from what. I didn't actually watch Lights Out. Uh, I wanted to, it's okay. but it, I never got around to it. It's got Bobo Amber Heard in it. I remember hearing that it was like, it, it just stretched out what was A really a, cool premise, but it couldn't sustain like yeah. terror that way. You couldn't sustain the suspense in that long of form. Because what really is scary is the short, which is like the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Which is the best part. But then the gimmick gets old. Yeah. Um, now, this he he was lucky because he was the same way Andrew Machete, who directed It Chapter One and Two, how Guillermo del Toro saw Mama's the Mama short and made the movie Mama. He said, "Can you flesh it out to a real movie?" Which was one of my underrated horror movies. I love Mama. Um, good. I, remember, I remember watching Mama. I remember, so I probably need to rewatch it because I I had no idea. Yeah, no, I mean, like, like, like I, I'm a big fan of good kid actors in horror movies. Because there's something about, like, their vulnerable, their vulnerability that, like, I relate to. Because, like, the scariest I ever was was when I was a kid. And oh, yeah. I was, like... Well, the, sca- the most scared. Yeah, the most scared, sorry. The most scared. Um, and so, like, whenever I think of, like, horror movies really scaring me that was that was in my youth i mean it because if you can get a child actor that can really put you in their shoes uh the way someone like talitha bateman in this movie does great she does great actress i really felt the the terror in her and it made me really nervous for her because it's like I was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want her to die. Don't hurt her. <laughs> yeah. like, like, she's already crippled. Why you got to bully her? She's got polio, and look at it. Uh, and then whenever, I mean, my, my favorite part of the movie was when it picked her up and threw her down. Yeah, which is a crazy-ass scene. Like, Even though, like, the whole thing <laughs> with the, the, the stair lifts coming back up, like, Take your seatbelt off. She's got polio. Her leg don't work. She can slide. She could slide. I would. I would have threw my ass down there. I would. I mean, you're already gonna get thrown from the second floor anyway. You might as well just yeah. fall down a couple of stairs. But like, look. So that scene really takes off because, like, you start off with Linda and Janice. They get into the room, and Linda's like, "We shouldn't be here," because like, <laughs> Annabelle's sitting on the bed. And they're talking, and when they look, Annabelle's head's turned looking at them. Which you don't, you never see Annabelle move much, but like that's obviously that's the demon moving the head and stuff like that. Because Annabelle's not a, she doesn't move. It's just controlled by something. And so, like, once that happens, then you get the puppet thing, and then the light from the toy house lights up. And when she looks into it, she sees little B standing there. And, um,. B turns around and taps the glasses. She goes, can I help you with anything? And she goes, you can help me with your... And turns around, your soul! And like it's just like <laughs> black. And, and then all of a sudden, the her little hands turn into evil demon hands. And they, it goes after her. And, and then it plays with her. And, and that's really that anticipation. I guess, I guess this movie paid off on a lot of those tension spots that Conjuring and 
Conjuring Two. Yeah, they they always that, do that. That, that never, big build up, but they they never like had a satisfying conclusion for yeah, me. Exactly, and this one did. Like everything was done, amped up, and when it ended, it made sense. And I feel like the Conjuring they were trying to always toy with expectation, and they were trying to throw you off that way. This one it paid off. Like the setups got paid off. And I think also this one. It gets you into those moments quicker mm-hmm. and puts you in an, an uneasy feeling. Yeah. Uh, quick, like in places you don't expect, like uh, in, in the part where she's in the wheelchair and. Yeah, uh, and then all of a sudden. As Sister Charlotte brings her like, into the barn. Like, I mean. Get the fuck in this barn. Like, it was crazy. Like, she just, like, threw her ass in there. Like, you kind of expect right now, it's like your little downtime uh, where we go through a few more character moments. Uh, but no, they're like, we got to get this plot moving. Yeah, let's, yeah. Get you in here. Let's get some throw up in you. Yeah, it's really great. And, and like, they, they toy with, and, like, poor Janice. Like, she's just a sitting duck. And, like, there's no, like, thought about hurting her or putting her in these situations because this demon is going after the weakest link out of all these kids and um there's another i don't know if you noticed this but there's a real like after the first i I really like this camera trick as well as kind of like a twist on how the story is going to turn they after the first time Janice goes in there and shuts the closet. You know, the closet's littered with Bible pages. Which at first I thought I thought were newspaper clippings no. until they showed yeah, it yeah, yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, Yeah. That's a little weird. Oh, Roswell. Um so <laughs> so they the way the can and it's not like a it's not a shot that's, you know, in the normal story. It's it's just a creative shot. But it's actually in the closet. And the cross, they had drawn a cross on the pages, and the whole camera rotates the cross upside down, showing that, like, the good that was in the house now has flipped. And I was like, as soon as that happens, the whole film just is pedal to the metal. There's hardly a downtime. And that's what I really like. If I'm going to see a movie about, like, possession... Like you have the Exorcist, which is a very slow burn. But the ex, what, what is so effective about the Exorcist in comparison is the personality of the demon. And th- this is my one real complaint that I still have with these is that like the demon itself has no personality. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I mean, it might as well be Bowser in his castle. Uh, you know, Bowser's you know, got personality. Rough, 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 rough. Old, old Bowser. Yeah, it's just evil malice. But like the demon in The Exorcist, you know it. I mean, he's a damn. He's got a tight five on on airline food. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it it was fun watching it. I mean, it's scary. Yeah. Uh, in fact. We were actually just talking about that the other day, uh, me and my mom, because she still says that The Exorcist is the scariest movie she's ever seen. Um, which I, I think maybe showing her age, but it's and still... I mean, like while I still think Hereditary is the scariest movie I probably have ever seen. Well, it's for for her. It's seeing you get a little while to know uh, the. The little girl. Yeah. And then you get to see in detail how she is when she's possessed. And the difference between those two and how something can just invade her and make her this evil thing yeah, is, and what, it, is what makes it. And to be scary. fair to the exorcist, it was really the first movie that did that. Yeah. Now we've seen it. In a thousand different iterations, very similar. I mean, most of the time, I guess the guess the only like with this demon, the Annabelle demon is very mischievous in it, and it can manifest all over the place in different ways. Like the scarecrow, like the scarecrow was 
set up. It was like check off Scarecrow at the first act, and then you get paid off in the third act, which was another, once again, I think one of my favorite parts of the movie. While you did see the horny demon, you know, the fact that they're trying to get out of there and that the lights from the um, car are illuminating the Scarecrow and the girl's like, that thing's moving. And the, the, the scarecrow slightly like his head is just like guys, guys, and then it like it's gone. You know that this is gonna pay off, and it was just a really cool scene with the light. <laughs> I, I love the the light bulb. How like they're all going out there, they're yeah, unscrewing and dropping. The last girl, the last one, she just thinks like, oh, let me get on the ladder yeah. and try, and holds it, and then and she holds it she's like, okay, good, and she's looking around, and all of a sudden the demon's like. I'm going to bring it myself. And, and then he vamps down, upside down like a bat, which is my favorite one. He's like, look at me, girl. And uh, it's just a great scene. I, I love that scene. And, and you know, it gets really chaotic at the end, you know, with, with Samuel's death. That kind of starts kicking off the bad night they're going to have. Uh you know, Sister Charlotte gets levitated and thrown against the wall, so she's pretty much out of the third act. And then it's all the kids, so, you know, Linda, they have to figure out a way out. I knew, I had a feeling that none of these kids would be dead by the end of it. Yeah, I mean... You can't I, kill an orphan? It, Where's Daddy Yeah, I, I was thinking, like, most likely they're not going to die, but it did always leave me thinking, but are they? Are they? Maybe one. Yeah. I mean, they, I they mean, ripped uh, Esther's body in half. I mean, they were ancillary characters. No one gave a fuck about them. They barely were there. I mean, she was wearing a doll face. Yeah, I mean, that's a little over dramatic. Don't look at my eye. That doesn't exist. I feel like, like, even, I, I've seen people with, like, messed up injuries and, you know, like, yeah. I've seen people that don't have an eye. One of their eyes. It's like that lady that that ran the Forts gas station in Walterboro. Yeah. And that guy who had, like, multiple cancer things and, like, surgeries done and his face is disfigured. And she's like, excuse me, sir, I'm going to need you to eat outside because <laughs> people are disgusted by your face. <laughs> and she's like, why am I in trouble for that? <laughs> oh, man. But, but like, here's my idea, guys, and I'm just going to spitball this here. I'm going to let you see how you feel about this. If I ever lose an eye, okay, if I ever lose an eye, I'm definitely going to have an eye patch. Mm-hmm. It'll be flesh-colored, and I'm going to draw an eye on it. You're no better than her, then. <laughs> All right. So instead of just wearing an eye patch or something that people... Normally like it's totally wear. fine wearing, wrapping around her head. No, she's like, I'm going to wear a, a piece of one of his dolls. Where's a doll, half a doll, I mean, looks like. Listen, Sister Charlotte, I'm here to recruit you for the Annabelle Initiative. <laughs> no, she looks like, like Phantom of the Opera, only yeah. she put makeup on the, <laughs> the half side of the mask. My husband is a doll maker, after all. I mean, it... It had. He's like Samuel Mullins' doll making company. After my daughter died, I just stuck to making porcelain dildos. <laughs> what? That you know, wasn't related. You know, that'd be the next step. You know, <laughs> I was talking with Shauna and Noah because they they've been listening to the podcast. Noah. <laughs> Noah. Oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> the guy you don't like. Yeah, that guy. Let's remind it and bring it to the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Noah. <laughs> yeah, they, I'm not gonna. Do, they Noah's were listening okay. to the it's podcast, okay. and Noah was like, y- "Y'all talk about sex a lot." We had two sex-related movies in a row. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, where he said said you you'll just bring up sex things. I, mean, I know this is funny so, to me. <laughs> You're just like, penis. Yeah. <laughs> Dicks. <laughs> okay. The porcelain dildo thing was a little out of line. However, to me, that's the most logical step from porcelain doll maker to 1945 dildo maker. 
That's just how my brain works, people. After the war, came back, <laughs> made dildos. We painted them with radon. Turned out a bad idea. <laughs> oh, people. Well, listen here, knower. Fuck you. <laughs> I hope you don't ever have sex. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'm kidding. I hope you have plenty of sex, buddy. I love sex. Sex is great. Sex that's sells. That's why he talks about it so much. Yeah, yeah. I talk about how uncomfortable it can be and how, like, uh, kissing makes babies. Go ahead. Let's get back to the movie. Yeah, Annabelle. I am, I'm the voice of reason. Creation. podcast. Hey, speaking of creation, two people fucking. <laughs> you were a child. <laughs> I'm the oldest. <laughs> I don't know. You, By many years. <laughs> you were old enough to be my dad. Am I? How old Pro- are you? No, Bo. 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 <laughs> how, old do you, how old do you think I am? I'm 37. You're 37? So I, I, guess, w- I guess you could be my dad. Technically, I would have to been like plowing some fields early on. <laughs> 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 Alright, fine. You're old you're old enough to be my uncle. Creepy uncle creepy uncle. I'll do that one. That's that's better. Creepy uncle uncle who talks about sex during Thanksgiving, no one needs to hear about. Speaking of creepy uncles, Samuel. <laughs> he is he is like the <laughs> definition of that. He had no reason, he just walking around like I, I feel like the movie was wanting you to think something's up with him. Yeah, like he's a red herring. <laughs> like he's it's the demon. Like he's not the one doing anything. And so they, I mean, they had him like walk by the the girls' room. <laughs> you awake? Which I actually hold on. Let me rewind a minute. So they had that one scare with uh, Carol and Nancy under the covers. Under the covers that. Where they said it was... Esther. It was Esther. Ching, ching. Making the ringing. Ching, ching. But, like, obviously, that wasn't Esther. No, no, that was the demon fucking with him. But, I don't know, that's just the only time the demon has done anything with... The older her, ones. With her. Yeah. Well, I meant with Esther. It, it, was, a, it was a weird decision to... Have that scare. I think that's personally, this is what I think happened in the filming process. Hey guys, check out this badass set. I got some ideas. Was that in the script? No. Does it need to be? No. Call James Wan. James Wan. Sound cool? Wait, wait, wait. Is it with toys? Do it. <laughs> that was that was it. They did have at at the end of the credits. They had the um, the music box noise. Yeah, yeah, I love I love the little gun that she shoots that uh, J- that Linda shoots out. She's like, I'm gonna fish for demons. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking like I'm gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> what are you expecting to do with that? Yeah, and then it pulls up to be like what the demons ten twenty foot tall. Wait, anyway, so all right, let me get back to. Yeah, get back to your thing. I got things. I got. I yeah. got a Type Five on toys. <laughs> they, all right, we don't need to go into your toys. Um, Carol and Nancy, they have that scare. I feel like they wanted you to, or they definitely wanted you to think that something's up with the family that lived here. Yeah. When it it wasn't anything with the family at all. Like there was no reason for them to be so creepy about everything. And like. So, yes, her eye got ripped out, right? But, when your eye gets ripped out, does it, like, remove your spinal cord to where you're bedridden? Or, because they never explain why she was bedridden. Because she still looked fit as a fiddle. Especially, I mean, when she was ripped in half. Yeah, I like mean, like, that... Top that, half? That Looking pretty good. you probably just crawl. Yeah, I mean, like, you could definitely be, like, a top half model. <laughs> you know, you know, those uh, we're the smart ones. The bottom half models are the idiots. <laughs> That's why they're in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Those triple XL books, magazines, big yeah. old butts. Yeah, but the the feet models sell. Yeah, I would always be a hand model. I have a face for hand modeling. 
I have soft hands. Mm-hmm. It's all the jergens I use. I like watching the the lines you can't on our that. recording. Of quietness uh, when uh, Campbell says weird shit? Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. That's my that's my thing. <laughs> I own it. Okay? Campbell's Campbell's Campbell. Michael's Michael. I just, this is a Cat Scare podcast. I think... I, I just think they they definitely... That, that feels like something that was in, like, draft one of the script, and then they went with something else. Yeah. And left it in there. They're like, they're like, all right, guys, get around the table. Okay, writer's room. We got two weirdos <laughs> that are letting in these kids. They got to be real creepy, okay? That has to be, that's part of the house. The house is scary. They're scary. I'm a Polak. We're going to write this now. Chapter one. Annabelle. Creepy people. That's all I got. You go. Chapter two. None of that. Oh, shit. <laughs> that was in the first draft. Yeah, so, like, yeah, they were. They they tried to add a, a bit of a mystery, but we all knew the answer. Anybody named B is probably going to be Annabelle. Obviously, you know, they were trying to make it seem like Annabelle was the catalyst of this. No, it was their mistake. Um, They're calling out to whatever deity will make their daughter come back. So, No, I, I am glad that they didn't... Part of me thinks they, they might would have made the the story going through, like, the, the daughter dying and then have her... Like, like instead of just doing it as, as a flashback, actually make that in the movie... Like, the, instead of having the orphans, that was just them dealing yeah. with the demon. Yeah. Could have been. I mean, that, that's the thing, you know. I feel like they were, just like most Conjuring movies, like, you have to have a large cast of characters that have one or two standouts. But they said, what is going, what are people going to back more? This couple of well-to-do doll makers are... A bunch of... <laughs> who, who do you run over on the train tracks? Do, do, you, tra- do you change the tracks over to these, these old... Well-to-do doll makers. Or do you run over five With their orphans? gloves. Five oh. orphan girls. Yeah, Little you're orphan going girls. You're... And one of them's a cripple. And one is a cripple from polio. And a nun... Yeah, you're always going to root for the nuns and the orphans. Sorry, that's just the way it goes. And so I think that's what happened. The idea probably was, you're right, probably was the seed of what we saw in the flashback. And then they're like, no, we can't. We just, this is rote. You know, these are this is a rote idea. Like a family terrorized by a demon. So let's make it about something other than that. Uh, a group of people that don't have families. <laughs> Well, Especially the, the ones that are aged out that are never the real the real family uh, was the family they made. <laughs> <laughs> the real family is the demon that they met. They call him Black Daddy. Ooh, that was real bad. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. Is that better? I don't think so. None of it's good. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so. Annabelle Creation. Uh, I, I like the movie. Um, is there anything else you'd like to talk about about it that that we won't like squeeze off in some weird shit? <laughs> like what? Like okay, your favorite scene. What was your favorite scene? Did we already talk about it? I mean, my favorite scene was the 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 stairlift. The stairlift. The stairlift is really cool. A, a very good study of tension building, um, and and like the subtle ways that you could kind of like. You know, you saw the... I love, like, when she's trying to get away and, like, the doors are just slamming shut. Flap, flap. And, like, no one hears it. There's nobody... They don't even notice it's happening. Well, because uh, the ghost also has, uh, you know, noise reduction. Yeah, yeah. He's, they, they, they use uh, what, Raycon. Yeah, you see, you, see, you see the horny demon, like, go up to each one's head with the earmuffs. And he's <laughs> yeah. like... He's like... 
Okay, good. All right, cool, cool. Cool, let me turn these clocks to 3.33. Turn it off. All right, now, here we go. Now I gotta get this cripple girl. <laughs> it really is a good... It's by far the best Conjuring movie. I, I, I love this movie. I will recommend it to anybody that... It's very accessible. Anybody can watch it. And I think anybody will get a thrill out of it. If you don't even like scary movies, I think you'll like it. I think this one more than... Excuse me. Sorry. I'd that's say this that's one, a little bistro coming up there. Yeah. Uh, I'd say this one probably isn't as... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? You literally just said it. Accessible? Accessible. Uh, probably not as accessible as the regular Conjuring series. Because uh, that, that definitely appeals to a mass audience. That, that These movies make a shit ton of money. It's crazy how much yeah. the money they make. But this one takes a few risks, uh, pays off, and it's just a fun movie. It's really. a fun, light, I mean, it's not lighthearted, yeah. but I mean, it's for horror, I guess it would be. So, probably uh, this one deserves the R rating. Whereas some of the, you know, like the first Conjuring, or probably any of the Conjurings, maybe don't deserve that or the R rating. They could probably go for PG-13. They they just don't because they don't want that moniker of being but, a PG-13 movie. A horror movie. A real thing. horror movie's rated R. Yeah. Although, Drag Me to Hell, one of the best horror movies ever made, PG-13. Yeah. But, um... I think Annabelle Creation, besides the amazing camera work and the skilled jump scares timing, like that is really, I think these are probably my favorite scares of all the, the Conjuring movies. I think the acting is what really sets it above par. Um, the girl, little girl actors are great. Even the ones that don't even do much, you know, they still serve a purpose just by the fact that they're competent. Um, you know, Sam Samuel Mullins, uh, which was played by uh, let's Anthony LaPaglia, who's a good actor. I've seen him in things. Um, just not a fan of that one. That he was not very good in this one. He he played it so aloof when you really needed to be a kind hearted person. That that may have been like the one like I mean, I'd rather any anyone else <laughs> anybody else could have played a better Samuel but obviously I'm not director and I don't choose these people uh, I, Esther, think, I think Esther played Miranda Otto did a good job as Esther I think for what they were obviously trying to go for with Samuel being like they're going for that that creepy um, like yeah. this family may not all be right kind of vibe you think he paid uh, off? I think he I think he pulls that off. The thing is, going between his really soft side that you see once like it's fully revealed that, mm. you know, he's actually a really good, really good father. They were just trying to do what's best. Yeah. Um, and and their fingers are broken. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> go, going from the creepy side to the soft side, they don't seem necessarily like the same person. No, and that's and I think that's the it's like a disconnect for me. Yeah. And so I, I have a hard time relating to him as the patriarch of this weird family, um, the protector of these girls. It just, that was like my, my one weak point. Other than that, I love it all. Yeah. I, I honestly love this movie. Really good pacing. Good pacing. A lot of fun. Very breezy. For a scary movie, I really... It's, it... Honestly, it's maybe one of my top ten. I really like it. <laughs> it's just a little less than two hours. Yeah. So, right. I th- I finally we see a, a movie from the mind somewhat of James Wan that I'm not like... <laughs> <laughs> Way to bust out the... Bust the microphone. I'm trying, that, man. I'm trying to get more, like, you know, making people feel, you know, like, feel well, my pain. Well, we already had to turn down the the level of our intro. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got feedback. 
microphone feedback. No, I'm kidding. I got feedback that it was ear-bustingly loud, so I tried my best to lower it on the screen one. So hopefully everybody from now on hears it better. But see, it, it makes me pumped. I get ready for the cat scare when I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so... Like we always do here on the Cat Scare podcast, um, we uh, say would we recommend it to the average horror fan? I would say yes. Yes. So absolutely. Um, uh, definitely go see it. It's available, I think, on Netflix and HBO Max now. It's very very accessible to see it because everyone's got at least one of those. Um. So the next horror movie, the the one that we're gonna do next, um. I guess I technically picked Exorcism of the Rose and then we changed our mind. What would you like to watch, Michael? Or what have you seen on streaming services that you have, that's kind of made you want to watch it? Man, I don't know. <laughs> Man, I don't know. It's a great horror movie. It was made in 2003. <laughs> it's like, who's the killer? Man, I don't know. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> um, uh, I I think I think we should keep what we said. We should watch Exorcism of Emily Rose. Okay. All right. Let's say we're, we're saying now we we're could. Watch it. Uh, there's plenty of other horror movies to watch, Michael. <laughs> like okay, so I'm gonna give you what have I seen recently that I'm gonna just give you some options. Okay, I'm gonna. And we're back. <laughs> okay, so what movie are we gonna watch next week? Michael? We're we're gonna watch M Night Shyamalan's Old. Old. I I haven't seen this movie. Me neither. Uh, Campbell has not watched it either. I've only seen one review of it when it came out, uh, and it said this is classic Shyamalan. This is like. Like bad Shyamalan. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. like no, Lady this, in the Water. Yeah, Lady in the Water, The Happening. The Schmappening. Kind yeah, of yeah. Shyamalan. Yeah. And I, I'm here for it. I'm, I'm all ready. for that, yeah. I hope it's just as... I hope there's a great twist. Uh, I'm like really pumped for it. Old. Old. I mean, even the name sucks. <laughs> <laughs> old. So, yeah. So... Get ready for a fucking treat, people. Because I haven't seen... Okay, so Batman M. Night Shyamalan a little bit. The last couple movies he had, I actually really liked. The Visit, um, what's the Split, and Split. Glass was okay. But, but, Bad Shyamalan is way better. So, I hope he plays like a lifeguard in it. You like hot dogs? Yeah. You like hot dogs? Hey, uh, plant. Don't get mad at me. I'm Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I'm going to be super effeminate right now. Zoe Deschanel's my wife. <laughs> Who's that girl? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm super pumped. Uh, old's next week, so check it out. Um, also, if you have any questions, comments, or complaints... Am I saying too many dick jokes? Am I talking about fucking too much? Uh, you know, stuff like that. Noah! Um, <laughs> you can uh, contact us at catscarepodcast at gmail.com. And for the Cat Scare Podcast, I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And I want your soul! Good night. <laughs>